This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Auto News. Exclusive interviews. Real world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, by golly, there's some big, big, big news. As much as we talked about the New York Auto Show and how all the electric cars were coming, right after that, the the uh, the biggest news that I can think that actually has me a little bit excited is General Motors has now announced that they're going to offer an electric Corvette. I know, an all-wheel drive version. Well, to talk more about it is my buddy Brian Moody, executive editor of autotrader.com. And then, after we're done with that, he's going to talk about the 10 best electric cars for 2022. And he don't like electric cars either, just so you know. So we'll just be nice, though. But I do like, Brian, <laughs> I do like electric cars, but I just think they're just shoving them too hard down our throat. But I think this new Corvette is a hell of a good idea. I like them, but I agree with you on that it's coming too fast to satisfy a need that doesn't really exist yet. And I also, the thing I don't like about electric cars is that it feels like everyone's willing to overlook all of their shortcomings and harm that could happen to the environment and stuff because somehow the harm that comes to the environment, if it's an electric car is not as bad as the harm that comes to the environment. If it's a gasoline powered car, I don't understand that. Like, you know, I'm all for like, if you want to litigate all this stuff and like you're destroying habitats for rare animals or you're digging up, you know, native American grounds, like grounds, burial grounds, I get all that. But there's no way that it's like okay in one hand, and then the other hand, like everyone's like, oh, oh, it's for that. Oh yeah, go ahead and dig it all up. That's fine. Right. That's that's not reality. Well, I don't. I just don't like it from that perspective. Well, here's the smart but, part though. They have now announced that you know, of course, the Z06 Corvette was kind of a big deal, just about to come out. I have many people yeah. that want to buy them, and so they're not going to just make the Corvette just electric. They're going to have multiples of different types of drivetrains and powertrains yeah. you can get, which that's the brilliant part about it. Right. That's the brilliant part. And, and it's a part that we never saw coming because when we all first started getting the idea that, you know, oh, hey, everyone, everything's going to be electric by, you know, they always make these predictions. We're going to be out of gas by 2020. Oopsie. Well, that right. didn't happen. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, and uh, all the cars are going to be electric by 2010. Okay. Well, that's not happening either. We all thought they were going to be these little economy cars that are hatchbacks. Here's why electric cars matter now. Because with Corvette and Porsche, you could argue the same exact thing. They're forced into this position where, well, what do you want? Do you want the car that actually is the quickest and has the best performance? Or do you want the car that has the coolest stripes and the neatest jackets? And if you don't do electric, your car is not going to be the coolest or the quickest. So right. it puts automakers in, if you have a performance car, it puts them in this position of like, well, what do you want? Do you want to actually be the quickest or do you want to be the one that has the neatest ball caps? Right, right, right. Well, I think um, and so that's why they have to do it. Here's what it is. They looked at Corvette and said, you know what? 
this thing is fantastic. The only thing that may make it better would be all-wheel drive and electric. And so... Right, because all that yeah, torque. Right. So all of a sudden, you know, they have flip this whole electric car game on its lid for me because to me the electric thing is you know it, i don't know it's kind of cool okay but the reality is where it's really cool is the performance part of the equation right. that's cool right. so now all-wheel drive and for some cars yeah. that makes sense yeah right right so what? So here's an example. Uh, yes. I'll give you an example of the cor- with a Corvette and another car. There's the Mercedes-Benz EQS sedan. Okay, it's an all-electric, luxury, electric-powered car. It's about a hundred and something thousand dollars. When you drive this car, it feels every bit like a Mercedes-Benz. Right. So they got that part right. The same with the Hummer. They engineered the Hummer-ishness into it so that yes, it's electric, but it also feels like an authentically a Hummerish thing. The same with the Mercedes Benz. Wait, wait, like Benz. wait. Is that a word? Hummerish. I don't know. Hummerish. Hummerishness. <laughs> Hold on. I got to <laughs> break. Yeah, I know. It's perfect. The Hummerish. It's got a Hummerish thing going on. Um, the Corvette-ish. I have a fetish for a Corvette-ish electric thing. Uh, Corvette going to make an electric vehicle. That's what we're talking about. Well, not an electric. The electric Corvette. But it's all about the performance, because people don't go on long, long journeys in a Corvette anyway. It's just it's not the right car for it. Yeah. it makes perfect sense. All right, we'll talk more about this. Uh, Brian Moody, AutoTrader.com. You can find out more information there, and then we're going to talk about ten best uh, electric cars for 2022. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Getting a new ride is fun. Shopping online for a new car? Not so much. Stop doing the same car search over and over again on multiple sites and try Autotempest.com. See all the cars with one easy search. Our powerful search engine scours all the top car shopping sites, giving you instant results so you can easily browse all the listings with one search. Whether a dream ride, a family hauler, or a work truck, let us help you find your next ride. Autotempest.com. All the cars. One search. Yeah! Well, we're talking with Brian Moody. It is the drive all across America. Thanks to our friends at Brembo, the choice of champions, Brembo Brakes. Uh, Brian Moody is the executive editor over at autotrader.com, where there's a whole lot more than just buying and selling of cars because there's a lot of car information there, like the new electric Corvette. And then there's also a lot of stories like the 10 best electric cars. We'll get to that in a minute. But I think that, Brian, I think that the building of an electric version of the Corvette is going to be really interesting because you're going to have the stock Corvette. You're going to have like a performance version of the Corvette, whatever that is. I don't know whether LS1 or whatever they call that. And then they're going to have the Z06. And then you're going to have the electric version and what's going to happen is you're going to have kind of the ability a lot of people are going to they're going to be racing these things and it kind of is kind of new pony wars within its own brand you know what i mean right kind of bizarre that's always kind of been the case right hasn't it always been like well camaro ss is better than corvette z06 or you know those kinds of things yeah 
Yeah, but this is so kind of like hold that. on. But wait a minute. But this has got a weird twist because it's internal combustion versus electronic. You know, electric. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's two camps. So going to be the diehard. Yes. You know, the, the gasoline powered one. Right. And then the in between one will be electrified. So right. that would be like adding electricity to an existing gasoline powered car and giving it hybrid. Plus all-wheel drive, and that's probably going to be the one that most people would want because it's going to be the best combination of quick right. and gas. Right, and then, right. But then the all-electric one, when it comes out, is going to have to be just as good as, you know, say, a Tesla or a Porsche or an Audi or any of those. See, but here's my, my feeling on this. Over the last, I don't know, couple, maybe a couple of years while we're going through this COVID fog of insanity, They've been starting to, like, scare us real hardcore car guys and gals with, oh, everything's going to be electric. Jaguars, electric. Volvo's electric. Everybody, the Cadillac going to be electric. And all of a sudden we go, oh, you mean, so they're still going to probably make these different variants? Yeah, they have to. Yes. Thank God, right? So just here's something to keep in mind for anybody who's listening. The electric cars are getting a disproportionate amount of the headlines. There's still two to three percent of the market. That's where we really are. Come on, so that's we it. Still have wow. Yes, that, I mean, you know, that's up. So at AutoTrader, we did research and found this. We found that people considering electric cars had almost doubled. Now that's a tricky word. Considering it doesn't mean they bought one. Right. It means they're open to the idea. Yeah, of yeah. Buying that's one. me. That's me. You know. Seriously, but they get down there and it's like eighty thousand dollars, and so you know. Okay, maybe okay, not. perfect example. Right now, they're doing kind of the official launch of the Ford F one fifty Lightning, the all electric Ford F one fifty, and yeah. I, I noticed that in the uh, embargoed information that we weren't supposed to talk about. I think until today. Let's hope I'm not breaking that, but that the price was going to be starting at 40000 The first thing my son-in-law did was laugh. He goes, yeah, right. Maybe if you want, get, you know, want to get one for like the, uh, you know, the municipality, a white truck, t- you know, two doors, vinyl right. seats. Right. He says, you know, more like seventy or 80000 bucks. So that's double the price with all the goodies and gadgets. And, but, you know, those trucks that you just said, they do sell a lot of those yeah, to the city and right, to the railroad and right, to the right. to businesses. So yeah. that's nothing. Yeah, no, no. And you're right. That's going to be a huge piece of their business because these vehicles have yeah. certain routes that they go on, the meter maids or the meter men yeah. or whatever they call them these yep. days, where they, you know, they know exactly where they're going to go. And so they know how much power it'll take and all the rest. I think it's brilliant for all that. Absolutely agree. But... And to your point, I have considered a F-150 Lightning because I don't take my truck on a long trip. I actually do have a diesel big truck. I took it on a long trip and I thought, oh boy, that thing was uncomfortable. You know, I'm more likely to take an SUV or something that's got more room to, you know, to right. chill and relax a little bit because big one-ton truck, not comfortable. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, yeah. so I'm considering things these days more so than I have, which is the study you guys have done. You know what? I got another doggone break. All right, here's what we're going to do. This whole half an hour of the show, we're talking about electric vehicles, starting with this new Corvette, the electric Corvette that they've just announced. Ford, of course, has just yep. announced the new F-150 Lightning. And there's many more to come. And Brian Moody, when he comes back from uh, autotrader.com here after the break, the 10 best electric cars for 2022. 
You're listening to The Drive. We'll be right back. Couldn't escape the memory of a phone call and what you said. Like a game show contesting with a party. Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, I can make one prediction. Uh, I work with the Collector Car Network, which is ClassicCars.com, Auto Hunter, The Journal, and all this. And they have a car show, because this is all part of Barrett-Jackson. And uh, their car show is called Future Collectible, or Future Classic Cars. That's what it is. Future Classic Cars. I'll bet that Corvette, Brian Moody, is a future oh, yeah collectible car because the first year of that and same with the lightning i think a lot of these first year kind of you know whether they're going to be kind of i don't know if this is a bad word morphodites will will they last you know will the will the electric corvette last and i don't know how much more can we really talk about we don't know much more they literally just a few days ago announced this electric corvette but anyway let's move on from there to the 10 best electric cars for 22 Yes. Ask them if my Saab 9.3 convertible is ever going to be worth something. Just let me know. <laughs> you know I got to tell you, actually, I know you know this, but that's actually a pretty good car. <laughs> I like it, yeah. Yeah, it they're, they're a pretty good car. It's just the car company didn't make it, but they're actually a pretty good car. Anyway, all right, the electric right. cars, the 10 best electric cars for 2022. What do you got? Yep, so these are not, we didn't rank them. These are alphabetical. These are all rated on a scale of one through five. They got a four or a higher. That's where they're on the list. The first is the Chevrolet Bolt and the Bolt EUV. It's, you know, an impressive looking little car. It looks kind of functions like an SUV if you get the EUV. It's fun to drive. It's got lots of power like you would expect. The next one is the Ford Mustang Mach-E. And I, what I've found about doing research about this, the most people don't care about that it's a Mustang. They just care that it's a cool-looking electric car that's kind of quick. Right. And it does that. It, it is quick with a long range. The number three is the GMC Hummer EV pickup. Like we were talking about before, they really did a good job of instituting the Hummer-ness, Hummer-like quality into the car. Right. And it does, they did a great job. The Hyundai Ionic 5 is kind of retro-looking has like square headlights and boxy features all over the place. Nice interior, simple, nicely done. The price is coming down on these. This is about a $40,000 car. So that's getting into the world of affordability. Same with the Kia EV6. It's, it takes a different approach altogether versus the Hyundai. Hyundai looks kind of angular and maybe retro like a hatchback. The EV6 looks completely futuristic. It just looks like something from a different planet. And it's a car that we think is a lot of fun to drive. And again, starts in the $40,000 range. On the opposite end of the spectrum, there is the new Mercedes-Benz EQS. That's a sedan. The SUV is coming out later. It's a $100,000 car, but it has all the bells and whistles if you get the 450 plus. It has a very long range. It has three screens. So someone in the passenger seat can call up a navigation destination or change the interior lights or change the music. That's all cool. Number seven is the Rivian R1T. That's the pickup truck. 
great looking truck. It's all electric. Number eight, the Tesla Model 3. If you're considering a Tesla, look at the Model 3. It's a blast to drive. I don't like how everything goes through one central screen. That is annoying to me, yeah. but it is a lot of fun to drive. Ooh. And number nine is the Volkswagen ID4. It's kind of like if Apple made a car. This is what it would turn out like. If the ID4 is an all-electric Volkswagen, lots of cool features inside, lots of white, lots of, you know, kind of looks like Space Mountain. Right. I don't know if that's a good analogy or not. Well, but, it's, it's, okay, yeah, number it's, 10. It's very, it's, uh, like, it's, like you said, it's it's kind of like if Apple made a car. I, I kind of get that. Yeah, yeah like futury. I should have just cut my losses and moved on and then not out of the Space Mountain thing. <laughs> um, but there's the 2022 Volvo C40 Recharge, that is a an electric Volvo. has kind of a coupe-like look has a decent range, I think in the 200 mile range. So not as long as some others, but great interior, distinctly Swedish, fun to drive. And that's in, I think in the $45,000 range. So some of these, you know, Rivian and Mercedes Benz and Hummer, they're way up there, 60, 70, $80,000. But there's a Kia, Hyundai and Volvo and I think Tesla too and Volkswagen that are all under 50 if you, you know, lay off the options. Okay, so let me give you a little just feedback. The Volvo, you called it the C40 Recharge, right? Yeah. It's the equivalent today of having a car that would be called like a, a, um, a Buick Astra no gas. <laughs> right? Right? I mean, isn't that because what yeah. I need to be recharged? Yeah. It's not a happy moment for me. Oh, I need a recharge. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. wait a minute. That might have been a mistake. It's like the Nova, no go, Nova, no go. It's I like, think the way you know, they mean it is you can recharge it over <laughs> uh, and over yeah, again, and yeah. you can drive endlessly. That's what I think they mean uh, it. Okay. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, Model T, or the Model T, ah, Tesla Model 3 is what I meant to say. It's the Model T of electric cars. Anyway, Tesla, my son had one of these, and he called it a chicken neck. And I was like, why? He goes, I got to get rid of this chicken neck car. And I'm like, why? He got into a snowstorm up near Portland, Oregon, going to Idaho. And the thing, it went from saying 139 miles because you're in a snowstorm and the tires are spinning, you know, working a little harder, going on the snow. Yeah. And then the next thing, it, it went from like 139 miles to like 72 miles, right as he passed a thing that said 70 miles for the next gas station. Now, if the next gas station is 70 miles, where do you think the next charging station is, right? So he's freaking well. out. And he said, literally, it said zero miles when he finally pulled into a place to be able to charge it. He says, I'm getting rid of this chicken neck car. I was like, <laughs> He's 22 years old. I don't That's think how he talks. People realize that electric cars do not perform the same in cold weather as they do right. in warmer weather. Right. And going uphill and, you know, all There's these things. There's less capacity. It takes longer to charge. Those exactly. are all things you're going to have to deal with if you live in a cold climate. It's just too funny. Anyway, all right, let me take a break. We're talking to Brian Moody. One more 10 best, uh, 10 best convertibles under 15 grand. We'll be right back. Now's the time to earn your bragging rights and rule the road in a powerful Dodge vehicle. With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge the number one ranked brand in initial quality and driver appeal for mass market brands. Join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. 
Tied for initial quality study. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. My guest right now is Brian Moody. You can find out about the 10 best uh, electric cars for 2022. We gave the list there. Some funny ones. Uh, at autotrader.com, there's all these lists and things. Great. Great to find out what is the 10 best of anything. And we're going to talk about 10 best uh, convertibles under 15 grand. Brian Moody. Um, yeah. My my son, by the way, he's 22 years old. Yeah. And he's got a name for everything. I got to tell you, it's really kind of funny. So, but you you said uh, you That's wanted... why he was calling it a chicken neck. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, first of all, he has a... 2022 Tesla Model 3, which is a really kind of a cool car. And so I've, I've given up on asking him why he calls things certain names because he has yeah. this other word. Any car that he doesn't like is either a chicken neck or a sarlacc. Now, these are words that he just pulls out of, you know, thin air. Yeah. Like, oh, who, who would yeah. drive that sarlacc? And or oh yeah, you want to take the chicken neck car? That's something he doesn't like. Look at this <laughs> chicken. Look neck. at this jabroni over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> chicken neck. <laughs> but it's funny because he bought the chicken neck car from another guy that had a, another experience that you know he didn't like, and so he sold it. My son bought it. He didn't like it. He sold it to somebody else who took it immediately to an auction and sold it at auction and made money. My son made money. But kind of by accident, but he just thought, I don't like these electric wow. things. Give me gasoline, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so now convertibles. Here, the sun is starting to shine. What Sarlaccs? Yes, I mean, what is. convertibles do you have for us? <laughs> <laughs> the best convertibles. Well. Under 15 grand. Here's yeah. the kind of car that they're going to be driving. These are used, obviously. Used convertibles under $15,000. You can find them on AutoTrader. First, the 2011 Audi A5. There's an all-wheel drive version, and it's got a nice interior. This isn't the S5. This is the A5, by yeah. the way. Nice car. Um, same with the BMW 3 Series. You can get a BMW 3 Series convertible from 2012 and probably back for less than $15,000. Here's my favorite, the 2011 Chevy Camaro convertible. That would be a blast, right? Yeah. I mean, this was the reintroduction year 2011. Same with the Mustang. You can get... Under $15,000 for a Mustang convertible. You might, I don't know if you're going to get a GT, but they do have that base E6 with 305 horsepower. It's a pretty good car. Yeah. 2011, you might find a GT for under 15, GT convertible for under 15 around there. You probably could. If you go back a few years, you'll definitely find one. Right. Because 2012, yeah. yep. Miata is a good one. Totally opposite. This is the NC generation. So it's an affordable, comfortable sports car. The Mercedes Benz SLK class from 2011, that's a convertible. That's a, you know, luxury car at the time. And now you can get one for less than 15. 2013 Mini Cooper convertible, one worth considering. The 2010 Nissan 370Z, kind of like a car that people forgot about. You know, everyone remembers the 350Z. Right. Everyone remembers the 300Z. Everyone wants to talk about the new Z. Well, you can get a 2010 370Z convertible. It's a pretty decent sports car, you know, for yeah. under 15 grand. Right. And if you want to go way back, you can go get a 2003 Porsche Boxster. That's something you can get for under 15. Or you can get a 2013 Volkswagen Beetle convertible. 
for under $15,000. Yeah, you know what's funny? Not bad, I, right? I, I noticed these Volkswagen Beetle convertibles just don't seem to hold their value very well. I mean, you could spend this kind of money on a 72 or 3 Volkswagen convertible, you know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and why aren't these newer ones holding their value as well? They're, I think they're cute cars. They're kind of fun to drive. They're not a bad they're car. I, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think people just kind of forgot about them. I think, I think so, too. They were there, and then they kind of dropped off the map, and then that whole diesel thing happened. And even Volkswagen, you can kind of tell in Volkswagen's sensibilities, they've moved on. Like, they're all yeah. about the yeah. ID cars now, that right. electric microbus and the ID4 right. and the GTI. And they just, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. It's a good car for not much money and surprisingly affordable. I couldn't point to a reason why they're not bad cars or anything. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I think, you know, right now is definitely, you know, I mean, wow. If you wait until the sun is, you know, I mean, depending on where you're from, see the sun just started shining here in the Pacific Northwest springtime in Florida. And I don't know what it's like in Georgia or wherever you are, but, uh, Man, I'll tell you what, if you wait until the sun is out and everybody's having a good time, you're going to pay a premium. So the earlier in the season yeah. you buy a convertible, the better. And uh, the best time to buy a convertible is when, Brian? December. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? It's got no use to anybody. Exactly right. right. That's funny. All right. Well, thank you very much, sir. Uh, these yeah. these uh, 10 bests of whether it's electric cars or convertibles under 15 grand. Lots of these kind of fun studies at autotrader.com. And um, you got anything up yet on the new Corvette or will it be up uh, soon enough anyway, right? Should be up soon. Check that out and see if you're into uh, electrified Corvette. That's kind of cool. There you go. Electrified Corvette. I, I can't wait to get behind the wheel of that one. All right. That's Brian Moody, executive editor, autotrader.com. I'm Alan Taylor. There's more right after this. Stay tuned. This one is a Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability, plus a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness this is the drive with alan taylor and our show is brought to you in part by dodge domestic not domesticated i guess i'm domesticated it's a sad thing but i admit it i accept it a domesticated man. BJ, are you there? <laughs> yes. <I'm> domesticated. <laughs> BJ Colleen joining us, everybody. Hi, BJ. Hi, Alan. You Happy know, to be here as always. I am Bye. not domesticated. I, I, I just try to control my monster within. That's what I try and do. <laughs> That's I, all anybody can do, right? Control your monster with it, right? That's what I try to do. That's right. <laughs> oh, dear. You know, I just have to tell you, going into this whole thing with you, we're trying not to talk politics on the show. The network has handed down 
don't talk about politics because it's a car show. How do we not talk about politics, BJ? How do we not talk about politics? Huh? It is impossible to not talk about politics in anything, no matter what kind of show it is. I know. Because politics and the government are in everything. So automotive with all the regulations and everything else, and it just gets crazy. And, And I think that politicians in general, and I'm not picking sides, but politicians in general are just so out of touch with really the people. Maybe councilmen are because they work closely with their constituents in their little area but by the time you get up to the senator status and you know it just you lose that you lose that touch and the perfect example of that is something that i just read today and i was just blown away by it and it has to do with electric vehicles and we know to set this up that evs are expensive they're expensive to purchase they're expensive to create they take a lot of natural resources so you know if you didn't have rebates these vehicles would be 40, 50, 60, even though they are, but even base vehicles would be that kind of money. Right. So the government started these not quite rebates, but tax credits is the best way to put it on these electric vehicles to entice people to buy electric vehicles. And now still electric vehicles aren't for everybody. You know, New York, if you're living in a, an apartment building where you have no parking and you, most people have cars there, I mean, it doesn't make sense in big cities unless you live out in the suburbs and things like that. So, you know, the, the EV sales are still a small percentage. There's still not a huge percentage of yeah, what's like going on in the Yeah, like 2% or something ridiculous, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 5% of overall vehicle sales were hybrids last year. 3% were EVs. So go. it's a small number. Oh, so it's up. Main, it's up a whole point. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's up a whole percentage. <laughs> but, but so here's Joe Manchin, who's a Democratic senator. And again, talking about not so much being a Democrat, but being out of touch with reality. He actually quoted and said, there's a waiting list for EVs right now with the fuel price at $4. But they still want us to throw 5,000 or 7,000 or 12,000 credit to buy electric vehicles. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. So obviously he doesn't know that there's a waiting list for vehicles because we don't have the microchips <laughs> right. to put in the vehicles to build the vehicles. It goes for even EVs uh, and for regular cars. So that's right. number one. By the way, by number, the way, hold on. But before you well, get okay. to number two. I'm on it, my soapbox. Sorry. Yeah, no, but it, 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 it isn't just cars. It's electric bicycles. It's electric anything. Washers and dryers and refrigerators. Anything with these chips. You go to Home Depot or Lowe's or any of those big guys, and there was a little time there when you couldn't even get refrigerators and freezers and things because they take little chips and things for timers and it's across the board but you're right this joe mentioned out of touch anyway continue yeah and, and yeah. but you're absolutely right it, it's in everything you know the microchips are everything and you know like and we said on this show before a typical f-150 not even like a high-end king ranch version or anything usually has about 1,100 microchips in it for all the navigation and all the safety systems and all the cameras. All of those things take microchips. So that's why we're waiting still, and they're getting better at it. But the fact that I don't have, you know, I, I do pretty well in this world. I don't have 50 grand to plunk down on an electric vehicle. I don't even have 35,000 to put down an electric vehicle. Now, if you gave me an electric vehicle that was 35 and you gave me a $12,000 tax credit, Okay, maybe I'd consider it. But right now, they price themselves as how the market because the manufacturers need to recoup their losses. And let's face it, they've been losing money on electric vehicles for many, many years. So for someone to come in here and say, well, let's get rid of the tax credits 
because everybody's waiting on an EV just makes zero sense in my brain. And I wonder how these people keep getting reelected and reelected when they're not using their brains to do anything in Washington. And again, that's a that's a nonpartisan statement. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it's true. <laughs> well, I have a solution. I have a solution. All right. This may not have yeah, any internal combustion engines. <laughs> well, that too, no. But I mean, you said eleven hundred microchips in a typical, you know, fully loaded like Ford pickup, something that has a lot of yeah. little electrics. Every truck that Ford makes, or any of these car companies, they should simply send them a bag of Lay's potato chips and crunch it up and then they'd have microchips everywhere. See? Leave it to Alan Taylor. Microchips. <laughs> if you crunch- now, I'm not talking, yeah, you do microchips <laughs> in your bed, right? So there's microchips all over the, the terrible, those, that microchip dust in the bed. Oh, just awful, so. God. I don't know how your wife puts up with it, I'll be honest. So. <laughs> oh, but I, you know what, honestly, think about that. 1,100 microchips in one in vehicle. In one vehicle. And no wonder that the, uh, you know, a guy over here is like, I was, you know, I was to tell him, well, I should talk about it more, but there's a guy putting an electric bicycle shop in here. And his biggest problem is right now, he says, yeah, that getting electric bicycles and electric skateboards and all this stuff, because the same exact problem, these microchips, because there's just, they're not building them enough. So now they're going to start building them in America. You know, it's like, it's all stuff that comes from China. China's not our best friend. They don't have our best uh, interest in art. You know what I mean? They're they're not like in bed with talk about lots of chips in the bed. They're in bed with Russia over there now. So it's <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, how are we that dumb that we let China have such control over a couple of big things like microchips like this? The other one is medications and stuff. Man, know. we were asleep <laughs> at the wheel. And I don't know who said it, but you know. China. Well, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I think I think the tides are turning. The yeah. good news is I think we're starting to move back toward let's build in America. Let's try to keep our country strong. I think the politics are going to be switching over a lot. So there's just you know it's a typical upheaval time of year, and yeah. I, you know I guess that's almost every year. There's always something, isn't there? It's yeah. like was that Roseanne? Roseanne Dan used to say, "If it's not one thing, it's another." Right? Roseanne, Roseanna Dan. Oh my God! You just took me yeah, back. Yeah, I'm dating myself. I know I'm old now. Okay, I just said that, but always, I, you know, a, always a good character. It's so, funny. But. I'm looking. You know, Carl Brower. Just you know, he was talking about uh, ten best convertible, ten best electric cars for 2022. It's like it's it is what is on the consciousness of the auto industry. They think electric cars, electric cars. Man, I gotta tell you, and and I've said it before. I look at Dodge, who is, is the, you know, their whole thing is uh, kind of like the muscle car thing. So smart. And even, you know what, guys and people that own these muscle cars and these big engine vehicles, you know what? They still love the, they love everything about them. And they don't love the fuel economy about them, but they love everything about them enough to just be like, you know what? I don't care. I'll drive less. That's what's going on. We're going to just have to drive a little less. Let me take a break here. We'll come back with BJ Colleen. They told me no politics. I'm sorry, Network. I'm sorry. Shopping for cars online is slow. Checking all those different sites one by one. Auto Tempest doesn't like slow. That's why we sponsor NASCAR driver Chris Busher in the number 17 Ford Mustang. 
It's also why we created a powerful search engine that will scour all the top car shopping sites, letting you search used car listings from across the internet in one search. Why waste time searching each site separately? Use Auto Tempest instead. Find all the cars. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. BJ Colleen joining us, my longtime friend. Oh, I love you, BJ. Thank you for being on the show with us. Ah, uh, thank you. I love you too, Alan. So, so okay. can you uh, can you try to bring us some good news? I, you know, like <laughs> no, so I only much. have bad news today. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, you're going to enjoy oh, this because okay. it's just one more fun thing. So we all know the Rivian brand, right? Yeah. It's they're building the, the electric vehicle, electric truck. Well, yep. apparently the CEO, RJ Scarringe, I think you say his name, just did an interview with the Wall Street Journal. And he said, if you think the semiconductor shortage was bad, just wait. Because apparently there's going to be, for the next couple decades, a shortage on battery cells. Oh, battery fuel cells for so a couple of decades did he say that decades that's that's what he said and he said the reason why because what's going on is you know in order to make these battery packs you're doing mining they're actually doing actual man mining in, yeah. in the ground and they said that the percentage of lithium ion battery demand has risen about 37 percent every year since 2015 and the wall street journal said this year, it's going to be a 50% jump. So where everybody was screaming about mining and fracking for oil with the natural resources, now they're doing it for lithium. So they really haven't changed the fact of what we're doing. We're just not doing it for coal with mining. Now we're doing it with lithium. So, you know, you're still destroying the environment to get this lithium out of the ground. You're still going to have shortages for the batteries. So now... Any manufacturer who's putting all their eggs in the electric vehicle basket is going to be screwed because this comes along and now they won't have any vehicles. So whoever the smart one is, is going to go leaning toward hydrogen vehicles, hydrogen fuel cell. You'll still need fuel cells, yeah. but you're using a hydrogen instead of electricity. You might have a better chance of selling vehicles, but you know, I don't know. It's just crazy. You know? I, I'm glad you actually brought that up because I keep forgetting about hydrogen power, which the exhaust is basically just steam, just water vapor. Yes. Clean. And then you have an electric vehicle. But so fracking, this is where I don't know. How, I don't really know what fracking is. It's where they, uh, they, they somehow do it's something. digging in the ground for oil is what you're doing. But it's, it's destroying things and causing right. earthquakes. And, you know, people, it's right. not good for the environment, obviously. Right. So. Well, so with oil, it's called fracking. And with lithium, it's called fricking. And they're fricking and fracking now. <laughs> <laughs> whatever they have to you know, do there <laughs> it's basically i mean i seriously i don't know what's next it's almost like somebody opened pandora's box and it's all spilling out here so Boy. it's like oh my god isn't it the it's truth crazy but you, listen you want good news I yeah i do i do want some good news give me some good okay news. all right the 2023 acura integra yeah they've said that it's going to be arriving in early june and it's starting at a price of 30800 which is actually a really good value for this vehicle. It has an MSRP of 35800 
I'd like to tell you that I drove it, but I can't divulge any information. So after the embargo is lifted, I'll be able to talk mm. about the new Acura Integra. But to me, this is a really, really good deal. I think they did a nice job with that. So that's a big plus. I just want to so, know when they're going to bring back the Acura Legend. You know, old names never die, do they? Right? What did we just hear? Dodge is bringing back the Hornet. Are they did really? No, I that, no, I yeah. yeah, but hearing it. But I mean, are you are you kind of like uh, putting your stamp of it's really happening on it? Oh, I don't put my stamp on anything until I, I see know, it. Do you see sure, one? You know. I know. And is Integra? Is Integra's been gone for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, Integra's been gone for a little while, and now they're back. You know, yeah. they're, they're uh, it's going to be a really good vehicle for Honda. And I like that Honda and Acura are not abandoning the sedan market. You know, they sell a lot of vehicles. You know, when you think about the Civic and you think about the Accord. And you think about the TLX and this new Integra, they definitely believe that people want sedans and people still do want sedans. Not everybody wants an SUV. Mm. And I think that, that everybody, especially because the other manufacturers have pretty much given up the market. You know, Ford isn't building sedans anymore and uh, GM is, is shying away from it. And so where are you going to go if you don't want an SUV? Because let's face it, sedans have a trunk. You don't have to worry about keeping things in you know sight of people if they're in the cargo area. So there's a lot of benefits, a lot of benefits to sedans. Though. Right on. Well, thank you very much for the um, bad news and a tiny bit of interesting, <laughs> relatively uh, car news news without having to go into the political side of things. Although I will tell you, I know they're going to have to beep this out. Carl Brower coming up in the next hour for a whole hour. Do you know why, BJ? Why? He says, I've got a ton of news, Alan. Oh, boy, they had to beat that out. You can't say that. You can't. But that's what he said to me. But that's why we have the beep, right? Thank you, BJ. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. Shopping cars online is a hassle, or is it? You probably search this site, that site, browse here, search there. Who has the time or the patience? Autotempest.com is the Internet's best car shopping tool. With one easy search, see all the cars from the web's top car shopping sites all at once. Why browse some of the cars when Autotempest.com gives you everything? Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Well, we have hour two here, and uh, the guy that's going to help uh, navigate through hour two with me is Carl Brower, automotive industry analyst. He works with Forbes. You can go to Forbes Autos. He's a contributor there. He's a North American Car and Truck of the Year juror and board member and the executive analyst for iccars.com. Carl, how you been, buddy? I have been busy. Yes, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll say busy and just oh, leave oh, it you, at that. Wait a minute. You left one word out. You want me to say it? Oh, it's one of those words you can't say on the radio. One of the seven <laughs> words George Carlin always talks about. 
Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're busy because, listen, after we come out of the doldrums of the COVID garbage, it's good to be busy. And with a, a world war kind of just bubbling off the edge over here, you know, who knows, right? So let's make hay while the sun shine, as they say. Can we talk a little bit about Tesla and Elon Musk? And, you know, well, first of all, you know, he's he's doing the Twitter thing, which I think is absolutely hilarious i can't tell you it's hilarious it's like it took a guy like elon musk to go you know what uh we need a little better freedom of speech here and uh yeah let's just go buy what is it 46 billion dollars or 44 billion or whatever it, i don't even know the number i just think that's hilarious and he's doing that because he's got this other company named tesla which evidently from the iccars.com what is it? The, uh, the, the Have you guys done like a study or where does the information come from? Evidently, Tesla's doing good. Well, they've been doing crazy things for a while and it took them a while to get profitable. Yeah. But, you know, now we see their cars holding up extremely well consistently when they're already new and now used and still holding up well on the use side. But they just had their Q1 earnings come out last week. And I mean, you know, Alan, just last quarter, Q1, first quarter of the year, they made $18.76 billion in revenue. So in one quarter, they had almost $19 billion income. But the real surprise was that they're about 30% profitable. They have about a 30% profit margin. Now, for a long time, people were like, Tesla isn't a car company, it's a tech company. And I got a little tired of hearing that, especially when they were losing money so many years in the road. It's like, it's like, well, I guess tech companies lose money, so I guess that's okay. But now they're making money, and they're making money like a tech company. Not oh. like, I mean, I'll tell you right now, Ford, GM, they don't have 30% profit margins, Alan. That is not their profit margin, right. but it is on Tesla these days. Yes. Well, speaking of General Motors, anyway, I saw something saying that Mary Barra, the CEO, is going to tie how much the executives make to the sales of electric cars. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I would hate to work for a big giant company like that, that, you know, has all these crazy mandates. Like it's a, uh, I think it's a mistake personally. What do you think? Well, I, I absolutely think that they're rushing the electric car thing. And I think a lot of the people on the other side would say, well, that's because it has to be rushed. We got to push, 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 push. Right. But to me, it's just like, yeah, well, you can push all you want, but you can't make more people buy these cars than are willing to buy these cars. That's right. And we've certainly seen in the last year and even in the last eight weeks, even more so, that just like internal combustion cars have their issues and all of everyone freaked out when the, when the price of oil went up and it's like, see, we're out of oil. We're at peak oil. We're going to run out of oil. Everyone's going to be mad max. No one will be able to get their car to go. Right. And it's like, yeah, so we need to get a car that we need to develop a drivetrain system that has no vulnerabilities. Everything will be perfect. Like, I don't know, cars that run on batteries made of nickel and palladium. That'll never be a problem. Lithium. Lithium will never be an issue. It'll just right. be flowing freely. Prices will be stable and nothing will ever go wrong. Yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just like, okay, you guys can have all these big dreams that you want and maybe someday – 
producing batteries with some battery technology and some solid state evolution, all that will become a no-brainer. But, but right you know, now, they require a lot of special things that are not easy to come by right. and can get real expensive when there's global upheaval. But well, you know what? What uh, The big joke is that uh, somebody told me, I'm trying to think how it goes. You want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. And that's what some of these automakers are doing right now. This is what we're going to do. And this is what we're going to have. We're going to win this game. And and then a war breaks out. You know, goodness gracious. All right. Don't go anywhere, Carl. We're going to come back, finish talking about uh, evidently Tesla kicking butt. And their profits are up, up, up. This is The Drive. Uh, Carl Brower joining us. I'm Alan Taylor. We'll be right back. Now's the time to earn your bragging rights and rule the road in a powerful Dodge vehicle. With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge the number one ranked brand in initial quality and driver appeal for mass market brands. Join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. Tied for initial quality study. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. Well, you're listening to The Drive all across America and around the world, thanks to my one friend, Jonathan, over in London. Hi, Jonathan! Anyway, uh, yeah, no, worldwide audience. That's the world we live in these days. Whatever you do gets heard around the world. Carl Brower joining us from iccars.com, reporting in that uh, Tesla, wow, $18.76 billion with a 30% profit margin. Holy crap! You know, I mean, I bet General Motors is like, what, Carl, what do you think? Maybe 2%, 1%? Who knows? And, you know, it's, it's tiny. Well, you know? I mean, you just all saw the Ford earnings, uh, and they kind of took a bit of a bath, and one of the reasons they took a bath was because Rivian, they've got a huge ownership stake in, and well, guess what Rivian stock has done? It hasn't taken a bath. It's taken a Niagara Falls. You know, oh, really? Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Well, what? It, what no, it's, give us a tiny insight to that. I mean, how, like how bad is it? I'm not going to have these numbers exact because I haven't followed it exactly, but I want to say that they like IPO'd, you know, six months ago, give or take, at like 78 oh, something. Wow. They went as high as like, 150 or 140 they almost Ooh. doubled fairly shortly yeah they're now at like 35 oh it's a good buy almost because <laughs> yeah. it's a nice vehicle yeah. right i mean you've driven one right the rivian it's a great vehicle yeah. it looks fabulous it's got a lot of innovation and guess what it runs on batteries and guess what it's really hard to make batteries and really expensive. It's much more expensive to make batteries than it was six months ago. Oh, so, right, right, again, right, right, right. all these electric car companies, yeah. you know, now the reason Tesla is looking so good is because they've got a bunch of in-house battery production. They've got suppliers that they've got a longstanding relationship with. You can imagine, Alan, when all of a sudden there's hiccups in the flow of these materials and these supply chains, who gets cut first when you're trying to supply your electric car customer companies? And one of them's Tesla and the other ones are Rivian, Fisker, and uh, Karma. Which one are you going to say, and Lucid, which one are you going to say, sorry, we're out of, uh, out of items and all two first? Mm. Or, you know. 
It's not going to be the one you've already been working with 10 years that's making $18 billion a quarter. Right, right, right. Well, you know, you just said a word that brought something to mind. Fisker, Henrik Fisker, who you and I both know, um, mm-hmm. he's a great designer. I mean, you know, the Fisker designs have always been beautiful. And Fabulous. Yeah. And But did you hear what he said when Elon Musk from Tesla has, you know, gotten approval to buy uh, Twitter? Did you hear what he said? No, what? Literally, last Monday... As soon as they they did the approval for Elon Musk to uh, take over Twitter, he he jettisoned his account. He said, "I don't want my competitor having, you know, kind of a, a hand on how I market my company." And so he deleted his account. He's now on Instagram, which, you know, uh, I think probably Musk will buy that next. But anyway, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I just think it was funny because I think it's a mistake. I think he jumped too quick and. His board members said the same thing. There were people that were investors and board members saying, you deleted your account too quickly, Henrik Fisker. So, yeah, I mean, you know, this is the world we're in right now. By the way, let's talk about this electric car for a moment. Everything's electric cars. That's all we've been talking about on the show for the last couple of weeks. But I have, uh, I'm here, right where I'm broadcasting from is a little plaza. There's a new store going in. I was just down there talking to the guy. Electric bicycles. Oh, electric skateboards. Oh, electric boats. Oh, electric surfboards. Oh, it's electric everything. What do they all take, Carl? What do they all take? Batteries. Uh, they don't run on lemon juice, do <laughs> yeah, they? That's right. And you know what? It's only going to continue because I said, what about RC cars? Big batteries, little batteries, medium-sized batteries. So if everybody isn't careful, and who said this that makes electric cars? Elon Musk and the president of Toyota. They said the same thing. This is not the answer for the global warming problem or the the problem with, uh, you know, the, the um, I don't know, whatever it is, the problem that they think is going to be solved with electric cars. This is not the answer to make everybody buy electric cars. There's going to be a brand new problem that's bigger than the problem we already have. That's the crazy yeah. part. So Well, you know, I always try to remind people, remember, there was a three-way race for which powertrain was going to win well over 100 years ago, Alan. They were talking about steam. They were talking about internal combustion. And they were talking about electric. And all three types of drivetrains existed 100 years ago and were being considered. Now, I don't know how different the world is compared to 100 years ago in every different way, but certainly 100 years ago, we know what won. And I'm not sure that the world has changed so drastically from 100 years ago. Right. The energy density of oil is unbeatable. All right, hold you on. Here it is. Energy energy Here it is. This is the answer. Here comes the sun. Solar, Carl! Solar! That's the answer! We'll be right back. Stay with us, everybody. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability. Plus, a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness. This is... 
The Drive with Alan Taylor. Well, I'll tell you. Um, okay, maybe it's not solar. I think solar is a good idea. Henrik Fisker, uh, the Fisker had little solar panels in its roof. I thought that was the coolest thing, man. I thought that's cooler than dang it. That is just cool. Solar panels in the roof. But that ain't going to do it. What you're going to need, old Henry, Henrik Fisker, is solar panels in the roof and a mast. Because wind, wind power, that's what I'm thinking. Wind and solar and uh, 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 a little gasoline. And then what would they call that? That's a true hybrid. You can sail your car down the road and, 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 and you know, you know, if there's no wind, you run on batteries. And when there's no sun, uh, then you let the engine turn on. And, oh, then we're back to what we were <laughs> with a conter- internal combustion. Ah, oh, Carl, I don't know what to think anymore. Do you? I just, it's, it's nutty out there. And that really is the answer. I mean, and that's what I've been saying for a while is, is, you know, the, the bad joke that I make is we don't, you know, I was asked this by so many media outlets probably 15, 10 years ago when the electric thing started to rear up. What's the silver bullet? Is electric cars finally the silver bullet? And I would tell them, I said, well, there is no silver bullet. There's a bunch of copper and bronze bullets. And if we put them all together, we get our silver bullet, you know? Right, right. And if you're hauling a bunch of material across the country and it weighs a lot and you need to get it there relatively quickly, I don't see anything beating a train, diesel. a train, yeah, a train yeah, with it, electric. It can't beat I get diesel, it. A, okay? a, a train with a sail on top. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> we get that westerly wind, and you got to go the opposite direction. It's but like, I got well, to be I, real creative with the piping of these sails. Right, I, but I've got to agree with you on this because I have a diesel truck. I have gasoline engine cars. I have a generator at my home in case the power goes out. It runs on LP. You know, and then it'll also run on, on natural gas from the same thing that my house, you know, heats my house with. But I have all the different types of fuels. You know what I'm doing next? I'm going to get some solar panels and some batteries because we live in such an a unstable world right now that I just don't want to be caught being reliant and dependent on any one type of fuel you might say so i have a gas tank i have a fuel tank for my diesel i have a big you know lp gas tank 500 gallons for my generator and i live in oregon people just so you know i mean i'm that kind of guy i have cows you know i want to tell you carl i was talking to some guys we were standing near the back of my truck i have a big one-ton dually it's a, a gmc 2012 got those big old wide hips on it and i had to go out into the field where all my cows are the other day and and we're standing there talking, and my, the guy that I was talking to looks at me, and he goes, man, your truck smells like cow crap. And I, and I said, yeah, I know, because <laughs> I had to go out in the field. He looks in the in, under fender well in there. I want to tell you there must be 75 pounds of cow manure up under the fender wells, because I literally, I was chasing the cows with my truck. They got in the neighbor's yard. But uh, I don't want to be dependent on any one kind of fuel. I have cows now. I have a pig that's pregnant. She's going to have 20 babies. I got alpaca. I've got uh, llama. I got, you know, you know, my llama's name is Dalai Lama. I've got all these animals because I don't trust the food system anymore. I don't trust the, the, the government anymore. This is what they're doing to us because they keep trying to shove their way, their opinions down our throat. And so what I'm looking to do is to become more independent and to me the smartest thing anybody can do right now is hybrid that makes sense to me it's the best of both worlds i just wish that they had diesel 
hybrids, which they won't make for some reason. I don't know why, because you think there's nuts out there like me. I'm a diesel guy. I love diesel vehicles. I would buy a diesel hybrid. They're making Jeeps or making electric Jeeps. I could see that electric Jeep diesel. Now, I'd buy one right now. But, you know, yeah. they won't do it. Anyway. No, yeah, there's a lot of uh, prescribed activity going on, as, as you say, Alan. And it's not being prescribed by open markets or consumer demand. It's being prescribed by social engineers. There you go. Idea. There you go. Social engineers. I hate that. That's why I like what Elon Musk did. He disrupted the social engineers over at uh, Twitter and yep. it's freaking them out, actually. It's kind of funny. It's like watching what uh, Fisker did. I thought to myself, come on, man. You know, yeah. it's he bought it to keep people from messing with it. If, if he's smart, he'll set it free the way it should be because it should be an open kind of like, um, like not a marketplace, but really almost like a town square. Twitter should right. be town square where people can exchange their ideas. Listen, you and I don't agree on everything. But we argue them or discuss them out until we walk away shaking hands to agree to disagree. But that doesn't make us hate each other. I, I absolutely know that you're crazy when it comes to certain things. There's no, <laughs> no question about that. And you but, know but I'm the, crazy. But the point is that nothing's off limits. You right. and I have the ability to discuss anything. Yeah, and that's I think the point. that's what America is about, though. It's a melting pot of ideas and people. And they're trying to purify it too much. You know what I mean? And it's yeah it's, in the name of disinformation, but it usually means when you dig in information I don't want to hear or yeah, disagree with is exactly. what they dub disinformation. Exactly. All right, so uh, we have beat the living hell out of electric cars, but there's plenty more to talk about. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, a new concept. We touched on it last week from Lincoln. Carl has a whole bunch more information on this new Lincoln concept. It's called the Star Concept. I'm absolutely sure it's got to be electric because that's the way they're going. But anyway, I did see a picture of it. It's pretty cool looking. I want to see what Carl has to say about this. Carl, everybody, is with iccars.com. He's an executive analyst there. I-S-E-E-cars.com, iccars.com. Uh, Carl, don't go anywhere. And then after that, we're going to talk about the fastest selling cars in March. Some interesting shifts due to fuel prices and economic concerns. Carl's bringing it all to the table. This is The Drive. Getting a new ride is fun. Shopping online for a new car? Not so much. Stop doing the same car search over and over again on multiple sites and try Autotempest.com. See all the cars with one easy search. Our powerful search engine scours all the top car shopping sites, giving you instant results so you can easily browse all the listings with one search. Whether a dream ride, a family hauler, or a work truck, let us help you find your next ride. Autotempest.com. All the cars, one search. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, baby. Oh, oh God, I should not be a singer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you got some information, so you got to give it to me, baby. I, I, I want to know about this brand new Lincoln Star concept. Um, you know, I mean, they, they showed it to the world. We, we could talk about just a couple of things. There was an embargo, but I'm sure that you've got the rest of the story. It's electric, right? 
Carl? Of course. Yes, Why would you make a car for yeah, the future that's not electric? Is there, is there any indication that there would ever be a hiccup with the electric car production, Alan? I mean, come on. You Why, know, what are we talking about? Listen, what's funny about this, one of our sponsors is Dodge. And look how long they've held out with these big engines. And I praise yep. them for that. I know that they have to do something that is electrified, but I know that it's going to be bodacious. It's going to be a monster, whatever it is. That's the way Dodge has been for the last, I don't know, I'm going to say going on a decade now since they came out with the Hellcats and things. And that was what, 14, 15, I don't know, whenever they started coming out. But uh, what I think is that people, they abandon the core business that they had to this new piece of business that Elon Musk made really popular. But did he own a massive piece of that tiny little pie you know what i mean and all of a sudden everybody's jumping on the electric car bandwagon and here goes lincoln along with you know jaguars saying they're going to do it and volvo is doing it and of course you know mustang the mach e i was talking to somebody they're like the mach e is a nice car they probably shouldn't have called it a mustang it could have been just called the mach e to call it a mustang mach e just pissed off hundreds of thousands of purists that you're like, that's not a Mustang, Blah! you know, but right. there's a place for this, but to jump headfirst into a pool with two inches of water, come on, America, you know? <laughs> right? And I think that's a good description too. Yeah. You know, like you said, Elon has a huge piece of a pie that is arguable in terms of its total size. Exactly. And when everyone else starts trying to cut their piece out of that pie of questionable size, you might end up with some people who go home hungry. That's right. Or with smashed heads at the bottom of the pool, <laughs> two inches. <laughs> anyway, so this uh, Lincoln Star concept, what do you know about it? You know, I think it's really attractive. I mean, concept yep. cars yep. have varying degrees of a, you know realistic and attractive styling. Sometimes they're a little too wild and all that. This vehicle, it somehow manages to straddle like very futuristic looking but still have Lincolnness, Ford slash Lincolnness to kind of its proportions and premiumness and familiarity that is just looks very evolved, which to me is kind of the ultimate concept cars. It should look realistic enough that you could imagine it actually being a real car, but it should look crazy and futuristic enough to make you stop and go, wow, what the heck's that? And this one does. So it's really beautiful. And, you know, a lot of the things that Lincoln's already been doing, they've been doing their light thing, you know, the Lincoln embrace, they call it, you walk up and things happen with the headlights and the taillights and the puddle lights that are uh, projected out of the exterior mirrors on the side and all that. And this one's got even more of that going on because it's got even more advanced exterior lighting. The taillight, just real quick, was amazing. They drove out on the stage when I saw it in person and it looked kind of neat. And then I walked around it and I got around the back end and it's just something, it's this very complex series of like lattice work almost type of light pattern back there mm. and it looks just like a big brake light until you get close and look at the details and then you're blown away it's like, mm. what is going on in here so let me ask you this just uh, i'll stop you there for a moment so this what is this embrace this is kind of like a, a design theme or what are you talking about there so it's like a uh, it's supposed to give you a feeling that the car has recognized you're approaching so you know uh, now cars they have what it's called keyless start and keyless entry right. the keys in your pocket or your purse or wherever and as you walk up to the car it is aware before you ever touch the car or, or hit a button unlock the car that you are there it knows your presence and so a lot of cars have that now 
but now the Lincoln doesn't just know that you're there, it acknowledges that you're there. And almost all the current ones that you can go buy today do this. The headlights will come on, the side lights, they're called the puddle lights, they're projected out of the bottom of the exterior mirrors on the front doors, and they usually have, a lot of cars have, you know, they have a cool thing, they'll have a Mustang on the Mustang doors, they'll have that right. galloping Mustang. Lincoln will have a, a Lincoln Star down there, the Lincoln Emblem. But they'll oh. just do all these things. The headlights will do this pattern. They don't just come on by the way, they do like this pattern thing where they kind of do this, you know, with all the modern lights, you can do all these oh, crazy oh, things. Oh, you mean like this? Boop, beep, boop, boop. What was that thing from Close Encounters yeah. of the Third Kind, yeah. right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. It's like a yeah. spaceship acknowledging and right. trying to communicate with you. Right, right. And the, and the new one, this this star concept has even more advanced lighting, more like, you know, filaments or, uh, you know, elements going on. So there's all sorts of crazy things it'll do mm. when you walk up to it. So it's called the Star Concept. And it has the new embrace. Embrace mm-hmm. the Lincolnness, the premiumness. Enter the sanctuary of Lincoln. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. You know, and that's that's it. You know, soothing, relaxing. You know, they yeah. they've got this whole inside thing that they they let us test out where they combine the screens, which are pretty advanced, all through the inside of the car with music and the rear seats that'll like recline the thing's kind of like a long suv shape and then add this alan smell and they have three different like scenes that it tries to set that you can pick from coastal morning mindful vitality evening chill and there's lighting and sound and uh and scent, and a scent right. that comes out and and visuals in the uh, screen that all come together to paint these pictures and give you these feelings of those one of those three settings. The sanctuary. Um, yes. Okay, so notice how we have not talked about drivetrain, horsepower, zero to sixty, the normal car people stuff. You know what I mean? Right. It's all technology. It emits an odor or a nice scent better way of saying it because an odor comes from the odiferous end of the car but anyway it is a sanctuary where it has lincolnness premiumness those are your words by the way um i get it the problem is it's like this thing for me it's missing a visceral piece of the action here you know what i mean it's like, I want to hear that. It's like, they got nothing. You, you, you start it up. Well, you don't start it up because it's already up. You put it in gear and you rev the engine. No, you don't, because if you do, you're going to be driving down the road. You just put it in gear and you start moving. And it's like, what's happening yeah. here? It's a very uh, surreal kind of strange dreamlike drive in some of these electric cars because your body and your brain have been trained for years and decades to hear an engine to feel the transmission shift one two three maybe four and now you have cars that have 10 speeds as you know um there's a retraining of our brains that are going on talk about social engineering we're talking about automotive social engineering of the mind so that we don't need to feel the shift points but i gotta feel them carl i need to well, I, I, th- I think you could call this the anti-visceral you know you're yeah, saying right. where, what's what is the visceral experience <laughs> right. and it's like the, this is the anti-visceral experience yeah. okay. well what i know is that there's a car in the near future i can't tell you exactly which one which gives you an injection right in your posterior that puts you to sleep 
and then it actually uh, no i'm joking <laughs> i didn't know where i was gonna go with that. that's funny <laughs> because it's like what's next you know they're gonna put us in kind of a coma to travel to where we don't even yeah. have to experience the the travel part of it at all remember no. like think about it it's like when you would go into the spaceships and you'd get in your pod and you'd go to yeah. sleep and you'd wake up and you're on another planet that's coming yeah. next that's what i'm talking about yeah, no. Well, there's an old movie, a bizarre movie from the 70s with William Hurt who passed away recently yeah. called Altered States. And what they did in that movie, among other things, a theme of that movie was to remove all out exterior inputs and then combine that with various things you've done to your head before you get in it. And they'd use these tanks that you floated in that were <laughs> silent and there was no sound. And then there was no, there was no physical input because you were floating. Yeah. And all. They're called sensory deprivation chambers. And I used to sort of make fun of, but sort of as a compliment, call Lexus that. I, you know, the LS400, which still had a V8 engine. Right. Going off, by the way. But I was like, ooh, the Lexus sensory deprivation chamber. No. Cool, let's get in here. Oh, Lexus loves you for that, by the way. Uh, Carl, don't go anywhere. <laughs> Um, there's one more piece of news, a massive Ferrari recall covering 10 years of vehicles. Oh, behave. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. There's more of The Drive with Alan Taylor. Why should you trust Brembo Brakes? Because 60 years of racing, testing, braking, and bettering. Because dogs in the road, indecisive squirrels, and that kid chasing the lost ball. Because tiny humans in the back seat and blind turns in front of you. Because every car should be equipped with the same kind of performance, safety, and comfort that manufacturers and professional drivers trust every day. Visit buybrimbo.com and learn more about the most trusted brakes in braking. This is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by Subaru. Thanks to Subaru for sponsoring the show. Love. That's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Carl Brower is joining us from iccars.com. Check out iccars.com. He's an executive analyst. Um, actually, uh, we, we need to talk about, I actually forgot about this, Carl. The fastest selling cars in March, and then we'll go over to the uh, massive Ferrari. No, let's do that. Let's just do the recall on the Ferrari, and then the last segment can be uh, fastest selling cars in March. What do you know? What what is going on with Ferrari? Ten years of vehicles got to be recalled from Ferrari. God forbid. Yeah. So you know, like every car company, they sometimes use common parts over more than one year, over more than more than one model. And you know, the good news is. This is a fairly easy part to replace, but the bad news is it was the same part on pretty much everything they built for a decade. So there's a total, like, I think globally of somewhere between like five or 8,000 cars, which a lot of people are like, that's nothing, man. They have like quarter million car recalls. This is Ferrari. Okay. When you recall a thousand Ferraris, you've just recalled a huge percentage. And this one's going to be like six or 7,000 globally, 2,200 in China alone. And it affected all these cars. Now, it was a brake issue. So then you're like, oh, gosh, you know, that's kind of scary. Ferraris are kind of fast. You kind of want them to stop properly. So it's like, well, what is it? Is it like the ABS computer? Or is it like, you know, the calipers? Are they like not able to squeeze the brakes properly? What's going on? It's the brake fluid reservoir cap. 
Alan. It's the Blake Bridge Fluid Reservoir cap. It, it, it's not creating the right venting, and it's potentially oh, causing like air bubbles to form in the system because it's not venting properly. Now you get squishy brake pedal because the air is getting in the system. So, you know, unfortunate because they use the same cap for every car they built from like 2010. So 458s and 488s and 612s and all that, or 512s and all that. Whatever. They, all the cars need to be recalled. But it's literally going to be like, okay, pull that car up here, you know. All right, hang on. Okay, wait one more second. Okay, you're good. You know, I mean, they're probably going to like test the systems for pressure and all that too. So they're going to have to do kind of like a a potential brake bleed of the system plus screw a new cap on. But you know, in a world where you can't get any neon to produce computer chips, microchips, and stuff, and it's screwing up the production of almost everything, and even more so advanced cars like the electrics we were just talking about, you couldn't have a better recall situation. It's plastic. There's no chip in it. And it's going to be about 10 minutes to replace, not including any brake system analysis. Right. Well, the problem is, though, is that I don't know whether this is uh, one of those things where they just want to get the Ferrari buyers and owners, owners in that case, because every Ferrari owner is a Ferrari buyer, if you know what I mean, Uh, (laughs) because you can't buy a Ferrari unless you've owned one. So, you know what I mean? It's like it's one of those crazy things. But they're going to get them into the dealer and try and upsell them to a whole new car. Oh, well, you don't want that one. It needs a new cap. God forbid. You know, it's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> you don't want this car with a bad cap. Exactly. You can replace it in 10 minutes, oh, do you? Come on. That's too funny. <laughs> you know, that's actually the funniest recall I've ever heard right there, period. Yeah. And you're squeaking, wee, 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 to put the cap on. Yeah. That was also the, well done on the sound effects. <laughs> um, for every minute you're angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. That's a quote from Joe Biden. That was just sent to me. That's pretty funny. Okay. I don't know who sent that, but it just it just came across the screen here. Carl, let's do a uh, segment here on the fastest selling cars in March. And because there's, you know, there's a lot going on with fuel prices and economic concerns. But uh, I just want to thank the folks over at iccars.com for loaning us the master cylinder Carl Brower industry analyst thank you thank you for those that people have giving us that uh huge pulsating brain of yours um <laughs> yes what were you gonna say oh did you have a hiccup no. there you had a hiccup on the no, brain just la- i'm just sorry that's oh. a terrible laugh <laughs> that's, that's a big brain. <laughs> terrible laugh oh you know who's got the worst laugh tucker carlson worst laugh on television <laughs> We're going to take a break. Well, I, I think there's another one that oh, we're Tell me on the other side. Of this other laugh. There's another one out there that he'll feature and feature her laugh. All right. Like, tell me on the other side. This is The Drive. Right. Now's the time to earn your bragging rights and rule the road in a powerful Dodge vehicle. With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no wonder J.D. Power named Dodge the number one ranked brand in initial quality and driver appeal for mass market brands. Join the brotherhood and experience the strength of Dodge muscle today. Visit Dodge.com or see your local Dodge dealer for great deals. Tied for initial quality study. For J.D. Power 2020 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. is The Drive with Alan Taylor. And our show is brought to you in part by the Collector Car Network, which is uh, all-inclusive of ClassicCars.com, the Classic Cars Journal, AutoHunter.com, 
Barrett Jackson. And all of that with the Classic Car Network is the world's most comprehensive collection of resources for buyers, sellers, and enthusiasts of classic and modern collector cars. That's right. Barrett Jackson owns it all now. Uh, Carl Brower joining us was going to tell me from IC Cars who has a worse laugh than Tucker Carlson on television. Who is it, Carl? Well, gosh, I really say this. It's not really a laugh. It's a cackle. <laughs> oh, I no. I know who that is. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> uh, Kamala Harris? Oh, yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> it's pretty bad. That is pretty, pretty bad. She's, that, she's not a news anchor. I was just thinking for news anchors. Oh, oh okay. God, that okay. is so funny. Um, all right. So no. now that we've uh, let the cat out of the bag about our politics, our fastest cars in March. That's funny. <laughs> Some interesting shifts due to fuel prices and economic concerns that we all have. That's why, you know what? Listen, politics does take a part in what's going on in our world today. How do you not talk about this stuff? But let's talk about the fastest selling cars in March. Yeah, well, real quick on politics, people are like, well, you don't want to mix politics in. It's like, no, I don't. Could we live in a world where politics was less mixed in with the rest of my existence, please? Exactly, yes. exactly. Just uh, ask the people like, I don't want to talk Shanghai. about it, but it's in my face. Yeah, right. Every, exactly. every policy that's made and how it affects me, it's all politics. That's so, right, sorry. exactly. All right, we've got four and a half minutes now. Come on, fastest cars, do it fast. <laughs> sure. So this is March, fastest cars. So just so you know, the average for all new vehicles was 35.5 days. So that's how long it was supposed to take to sell stuff. And the stuff that's fast is like the Honda CRV's number one, 7.6 days. Oh, wow. uh, the Genesis GV70, 12.2, and the Lexus RX 350, 13, Toyota Highlander, 13.6, Toyota Camry, 15.1. So those are the top five. So, you know, you're averaging from seven and a half to 15 days to sell when the average for new cars is 35. So these are popular cars. And of course you got a Honda, a Genesis, and then really three Toyota products, Lexus RX, Toyota Highlander, Toyota Camry. So really number six is the RAV4 hybrid. And number seven is the Ford Maverick, which is also a hybrid, the hybrid version of that. So you're seeing not just kind of luxury cars, which you saw in a couple of those, but you're seeing fuel efficiency and that's on the new side. Now you go to used and it gets even more extreme because think about it, who's buying used cars? Well, people are more cost-conscious and cost-concerned than new. Guess what the cost-conscious people are buying the fastest? Tesla know. Model X is number one. Quit. Honda, oh, my yeah, gosh. Number yeah. one, it's selling the fastest. Honda Insight, number two, a, uh, a hybrid only, you know, from Honda. Right. Hyundai Ioniq Hybrid, three. Tesla Model Y, four. Toyota Prius Prime, five. So every one of the first five cars is either a pure electric or at least a hybrid alternative fuel vehicle. Yeah. Well, that's mainly, as you said, and as we've discussed throughout this entire hour, it's because of the economic times and the concerns and the fuel prices. So people are shifting. Now, is this social engineering? Oh, don't go there on me. But you know what I'm saying, right? Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. like they, they make the price of gas higher and higher and higher, which makes everybody go, you know what, by golly, Fred, that electric car is looking a whole lot better right about now. So yeah. I, you know, and, that's and the you problem. Said, you, Manipulation. Well, and you said it just right, Alan. They're making. I mean, yes. you and I could start to go through it if we want to start accepting the political there. waters again yes. and, and potentially getting by the piranha that are in there. Yeah. But, but you know, there were policies put in place in the past. I don't know, fifteen months that have made gas more expensive that didn't need to be in place, and mm -hmm. um, it was clearly engineered because 
they're trying to get us to not buy as much gas or buy cars that use as much gas. Yeah. Well, I think there's going to be a rude awakening to all the automakers that are rushing. What do they say? Fools rush in where wise men fear to tread. They're rushing into this electric car thing and they're abandoning the core of their business, which was always up until the last, you know, this guy named Elon Musk came along, always the internal combustion engine. They're abandoning it almost completely. Some of these automakers. Oh, it's not wise. It's not wise. No, well, Carl. It's, uh, it's, it's dicey. dicey it is. Yeah. Two inches of water in a pool. Do not jump in head first. It's not smart. <laughs> um, I see cars.com. On loan, we have Carl Brower. Time to return him. We've given him a bubble bath. He's all clean and shiny. We send him back with a smile on his face, being that he got to talk a little politics. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. Because, oh, you know, Jesus just left for Chicago. You know, it's, At least that's what Billy Gibbons is saying. All right. Time for me to get the heck out of here, you guys. We'll see you next week. This is The Drive. And all points in between. Discover the 2022 Subaru Forester Wilderness, the second member of the Subaru Wilderness family. Featuring 9.2 inches of ground clearance, standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, and all-terrain tires for increased off-road capability, plus a design that's bold and protective at the same time. The Forester Wilderness unlocks a whole new level of adventure. Discover more at Subaru.com wilderness.